when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Okay, now that's a teaching truth, right? It's a, a truth teaching of Jesus that he is the light of the world. That's something when Jesus says, if you're really my disciple, you would hold on to my teachings. That's a teaching of Jesus that we must hold on to, that he is the light of the world. He says, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. In verse 13, the Pharisees challenged him. Here you are, appearing as your own witness. Your testimony, they say, is not valid. And Jesus said this, even if I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is valid. For I know where I came from and where I am going. But you have no idea where I come from or where I am going. You judge by human standards. I pass judgment on no one. But if I do judge, my decisions are true because I am not alone. I stand with the Father who sent me. In your own law, it is written that the testimony of two witnesses is true. I am one that testifies for myself. My other witness is the Father who sent me. And so Jesus says, my word is golden because not only do I stand by the truth of what I say, but my father, who is God, is my witness. And he bears, he bears testimony that I speak not just for myself, but for him. And that my testimony is true based on what I say and what he says, that he confirms that I am who I say I am. And in verse 25, they say, who are you? They asked just what I have been telling you from the beginning, Jesus replied, I have much to say to you, uh, much, mu I have much to say in judgment of you, but he who sent me is trustworthy, and what I have heard from him, I tell the world. That's another truth teaching, right? That's another hold on to the teachings of Jesus, because his father is trustworthy, and what Jesus is telling us is from the father. And so it's true, it's good, it's golden. It's not his own, he's not making this up. He's getting this straight from the Father. They did not understand that he was telling them about his Father. So Jesus said, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, another truth teaching right there, to believe in and to hold on to the Son of Man who is lifted up, then you will know that I am he and that I do nothing on my own but speak just what the Father has taught me. The one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone for I always do what pleases him even as he spoke many put their faith in him again Jesus says my father God is with me he's with me and so when Jesus speaks he's speaking for the father He's speaking for God. In verse 48, the same section here where he's dealing with the, the Jewish leaders and the Jewish people and their thinking as he's trying to teach them to hold on to his teachings and let go of their teachings. In verse 48, the Jews answered him, aren't we right in saying that you are a Samaritan and demon possessed? That's pretty heavy, right? They're accusing Jesus of being a Samaritan and being demon-possessed. Jesus says, I am not possessed by a demon, said Jesus, but I honor my Father and you dishonor me. I am not seeking glory for myself, but there is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. Very truly, I tell you, whoever obeys my word will never see death. Another truth teaching that Jesus calls us to hold on to. Verse 52, at this they exclaim, now we know that you are, you are demon-possessed 
Abraham died and so did the prophets, yet you say that whoever obeys your word will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? Jesus said, uh, if I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. My father, whom you claim as your God, is the one who glorifies me. Though you do not know him, I know him. If I said I did not, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him and obey his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. You are not yet 50 years old, they said to him, and you have seen Abraham? Very truly, I tell you, Jesus answered, before Abraham was born, I am. At this, they picked up stones to stone him, but Jesus withdrew. And again, so as Jesus is being confronted about his teachings, Jesus claims to them that he and the Father are one. And as they clam and grab onto their father, Abraham, and as they grab onto the law of Moses, Jesus says, before Abraham was, I am. He is all things, right? He is all things. To all of us, he is the truth, the way, and the life. And they're trying to hang on to their father. And Jesus says to them, what you must hang on to, if you're going to be my disciple, is me. Me. Because Jesus confirmed what Abraham said. And Jesus fulfilled what Moses said. And if they knew the prophets, and if they knew Abraham, and if they knew the teachings of Moses, then they would have understood that Jesus came to fulfill what they said. They simply don't want to uh, believe it. So they want to hang on to Moses, and they want to hang on to Abraham. He is our father. He is the one that we listen to. And Jesus says, you must hang on to me. Before Abraham was, I am. See, the word of Jesus is gold. What he says is true. It's 100% good. It's fortified and it's complete truth because it came from above. It came from the Father. Psalm 119 says this, Your word, Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. That's pretty solid, isn't it? That's pretty truthful, isn't it? If it came from the heavens, if it came from Father God, then we know it's right and it's true for us as human beings. And not only is Jesus' word enough, but the Father also stands with Jesus. Proverbs says, every word of God is flawless. Every word of God is flawless. If Jesus said it, it's a sure thing, right? It is golden, and we are safe holding on to him. Amen? Amen. Number three, a disciple holds on to the teachings of Jesus. Jesus said, if you hold on to my teachings, you are what? You are really my disciple. If you hold on to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Really. That's an important word right there, right? Really. Like really my disciple. Not just kind of my disciple. Not just like from the outskirts watching in my disciple. But you are really my disciple if you hold on to my teachings. See, in hearing, 
When we hear the word of God, it's God reaching out to us, isn't it? The first time that you began to hear the word, I remember when I, was, when I moved to Denver, Colorado, and I was hanging out with people who went to church and Christian guys, you know, and they were praying for me and they were sharing with me the word of God. God was using his word to reach out to me. And in the hearing of his word, in the hearing of his word, I began to realize that he cared about me, that he loved me, and that he wanted me to be his child. In hearing God is reaching out to you. In believing, you begin, right? When I came to a point where I realized, I need you, God. I I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe your word and your truth. In believing, I began. In baptism, I was sealed and washed from my sin. And in holding on to the teachings of Jesus, Jesus says, you are really my disciple." Right? There's a progression that happens as we give our life to Christ, as we sell out to Him, as we come to Him. It's not enough to just believe. Right? To hold on to the teachings of Jesus means that we embrace the teachings of Jesus and we live them out. We put flesh on the teachings of Jesus in our life. They become real. They become life to the world around us. Right? We're not just believing a bunch of stuff. We are now transformed by the truth. Right? And we become his disciples. It's not enough to just know. It's not enough to just know about Jesus or know the truth. Knowing the truth doesn't set you free. The truth sets you free. You could know all the truth in the world and still be lost. Right? Knowing doesn't mean anything. See, this is the difference between a believer and a disciple. Some of the, Jew- the Jews, it says, some of the Jews believe. Now, we don't know how far that went. But it's nice that they believed, right? They were beginning to understand who Jesus was. They were beginning to believe that he is who he said he was. And I'm sure they had a lot of things to work through. But it was just a beginning. We must let go of our own ideas. We must let go of our own ways and our own teachings and all the things that we have been taught. And we may hold on to one thing, and that's him, his teachings. See, a true disciple, a real disciple holds on to the teachings of Jesus. Walmart. I hate Walmart. Don't you hate Walmart? (laughs) I mean, don't you hate Walmart? It's like, you know what I mean, too. You go in there for one thing and you come out with 12. Yeah, you can. You can. It's like crazy. It's like this, like, you know, voodoo thing they put on you when you walk in the door. And your brain, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, has perfect recall of everything you need at your house. Right? You're walking down the aisle and you go, oh man, light bulbs. Yeah, I need light bulbs. Toilet paper. Oh yeah, we're out of it. You know, and all of a sudden you're remembering everything that you didn't go in there for. That that actually was happening to me while I was thinking about this at Walmart. I'm I'm thinking about this going into Walmart and I went in there for one thing and I go, man, every time I go in the store, I come out with, like, I start with nothing, nothing, no basket, no nothing. And I go in there, I'm just going to hold it in my hand. Yeah, well, then I got to get a little basket. And then pretty soon I put that in a big cart and and you're full. You know what I mean? That's, That's what Walmart does to you, right? You go in for one thing, you get 12 and it's crazy. But we approach Jesus the same way. We want to just add a little bit of Jesus to what we already think. Right? We want to put Jesus in our shopping cart of beliefs. And we want to hold on to what we've always known and what we've always done and what we've always believed. And we're just going to bring Jesus along for the ride too. (laughs) And there's only room for one thing. There's only room for one teaching, and that's His, not ours. 
right? Jesus says, you must die to yourself. Take on me, hold on to my teachings, not our teachings, not a smorgasbord of ideas. How many times do you meet people and you get to talk to them about you know, the church or about Christian stuff, and you begin to realize real quick that they have a buffet of beliefs. They've gotten them from everywhere, right? They've, they've heard a little from here and a little from over there, and, you know, they just picked a little bit of everything, and now this is what, and they begin to talk, and it's like they're combining all these different thoughts, and it doesn't even make sense. See, a, di- a disciple, a real disciple, lets go of self and our own personal ideas and holds on to Jesus and his word. That's what a real disciple does. And the last thing is this, number four. Verse 32, he says, you will know the truth, and the truth will do what? Set you free, right? So disciples are free in the truth. Okay, they're free in the truth. They're accepted, right? They're accepted by Jesus. Doesn't matter what you believe. His word is golden, so you can bank on it. You can, he calls us to hold on to his teachings and let go of everything else. And here, disciples are free in the truth. Holding to his teachings means freedom. When you hold on to the teachings of Jesus and you embrace them in your life and you walk in Christ and Christ is made new in you, you are free. Free from what, you might ask? Free from the lies of the devil, right? Free from the accusations of the devil about you that he makes to you. You're not good enough. You're not faithful enough. You don't know enough. All this devil talk at us, we are free from because of what Jesus has done for us on the cross. The shame and the guilt and the weight of our own sin, we are free from. And not just free from like addictions and bondage, but true freedom for your soul. Like he frees your soul. And only Jesus can do that, right? I mean, you can't get that anywhere else. Only Jesus has the authority and the power to free the sins of your soul and your heart. And that's what he does for us. In 1 John chapter 3, the scripture says this, This is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. Isn't that good? That's good. If our hearts condemn us, We know that God is greater than our hearts, and he knows everything. Dear friends, if your hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God. See, a disciple belongs to Jesus. The word of Christ is dwelling in them and oozing out of them, right? We belong to Jesus, and we belong to the truth. A disciple has set their heart at rest in the presence of God. And we're free there. As long as we're there, we're free. And even if our hearts condemn us, even if we feel guilty or we feel in our conscience that we're guilty of something, Christ's blood forgives it. Grace covers our sin and we are free. So don't let that throw you off because God is greater than our hearts. So even if your heart condemns you, your mind knows that he is greater than even our hearts. And we are free in the soul with Jesus, right? In other words, great grace is greater than all my sin. Grace is greater than all my sin. He says true disciples will know the truth. Knowing the truth doesn't set you free, right? The truth sets you free. So you can know all kinds of stuff and still not be free. 
It's the truth of who Christ is that sets you free. It's Jesus who sets you free. And you hang in your life on him. The truth sets you free. And who is the truth? Who is the way? And who is the life? Who is it? Jesus. Jesus, that's right. Let me close by reading those two verses again. To the Jews who had believed, Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Father, we love you so much, and we're so grateful, God, that you have given us your Son, that in Jesus, everything else can go. There's no need for anything else, nothing else to believe, nothing else to trust, only him. And as disciples, God, we want to we hold on to Jesus, to the truth of Jesus, the word of God that made, was made flesh and dwelt among us. God, help us to, to, to grab on to him. Help us to hold on to you, Lord, with everything in us, to hold on to your teachings, to live under your umbrella of grace. God, we love you so much. Thank you for accepting us. God, thank you that no matter what we once believed or, 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 or once came from or wherever we came from, you accept us as we are. And that your word is true. It's 100%. It's golden. God, and, and that we are called to hold on to your teaching, to walk in it, to embrace it, to let it transform us. And that in doing so, God, your truth makes us free. We love you so much, Father. We pray that you would free us even more today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.